If you were able to walk into a room confident that you would be well received, seen, heard, and appreciated by others, and all it took was a few changes in how you navigate your everyday relationships, would you be willing to make those changes? It is possible to be both fully authentic and to experience the best relationships of your life. Now, here is the host of Navigating Complicated Relationships with behavior expert Michaela Gaffin Stone. The holidays are just about done, and here we are, wondering what 2024 is going to bring. Welcome, everyone, to Navigating Complicated Relationships. I'm your host, Michaela Gaffin-Stone. I'm a BCBA. That means I'm a board-certified behavior analyst. And if you're really curious, look it up and see what BCBAs do, because there's a lot of things, and you know, I don't really want to go into all of that right now. But I use that with other tools and Together, a whole lot of things that I have, including experience, make me a human behavior expert. It's really my wheelhouse. It's what I do. And I'm also a wild fit coach in training. And I just want you to remember that because it's going to come up later. So in today's episode, I'm going to offer you some food for thought. Hmm, wild fit, food for thought. Yep, there might be a connection. We're going to look at some of the ways that New Year's resolutions can lead to self-blame, shame, and repeating cycles that we really don't want to repeat. Like, holy smokes, have you ever wondered why we do this to ourselves every year? Are you one of those people that does this every year? You're like, okay, this year I am going to make all these things happen. And do you actually get very far with that? How many days is it before you start beating yourself up because it didn't work? you know, in air quotes, it didn't work. I have some ideas about why we do these unhelpful behavioral cycles, why we we know it's going to be unhelpful, we know it's not going to work, and we still do it anyway. Think of diets, for example. How many diets have you been on in your life where it's like, this is it, this one's going to do it, and I'm going to lose 30 pounds or, you know, insert number here, it doesn't really matter. I'm going to fit in that dress for my best friend's wedding. Whatever the thing is, we have this external thing that we use and, and we say, okay, we're going to do change behavior like that, just real easy. And that's it. I'm going to use willpower, right? Well, I don't know, but I'm, I'm going to say it, it doesn't work. And it doesn't work because diets are not meant to work. That's not their purpose in life. But we'll get to that also in a little while. These popular money drains and self-esteem pits don't learn to lead to long-term success. So I could tell you that right now. It's, it's not the pathway to long-term success. It's a pathway to just making yourself feel miserable. Great. Going to do that again this year. So stay tuned today to hear some strategies that you can use to make some real and lasting changes in your life. Not changes by determination, but changes by choice, not by chance. So, yep, New Year's resolutions, they're a common tradition, and so many people struggle to maintain them throughout the year. In fact, do you know anybody that's been successful? Like, one person, can you think of someone? Have you ever been successful at this? I'm going to say probably not, right? It's, it's just we're not set up to do it that way because we don't have a plan. 
So how can we do it differently? Some resolutions tend to be challenging because they're ambitious. You know, you're here and you're looking to get way, way, way in the distance and you can't even see that end point, it's so far away. So how, how do you plan to be successful when your goals are so far away? I'm going to lose 50 pounds is, well, it's a hell of a goal. <laughs> like that's huge, literally and figuratively. That's a lot. How about five pounds? Hmm, that might be more achievable. It doesn't mean you need to have five and done, but let's make the New Year's resolutions or any plan for change, something that's actually attainable. Because here's one of the secrets to long-term success, and that is building on small successes. It's lots of small steps that every time something works, your brain gets a dopamine hit and you're like, oh, yeah, that's good. Let me do more of that. And it gives you the positive result that you need to keep taking steps. If you're doing things that fail, that don't work for you, then you run into this self-narrative of, oh, I can't do this, I don't have the willpower, or I'm lacking, you know, whatever the thing is. No, I would argue that that is not actually what's happening. The problem is that you're being very ambitious and shooting for something that simply you can't even see it. Mm -hmm. It's You've got a lot of steps between here and there. So the first tip I'm going to give you is aim for a lot of small successes. In behavior analysis, that's called building behavioral momentum. So if you want a child to do something and it's something they're really resistant to, for example, like take your plate into the kitchen after you've finished eating. It's, it's not a complex task, right? But some kids, particularly if they have special needs, can be very, very resistant to doing this. So you get them to do a few things that are easy to do. They're going to be successful. You know, clap your hands, tap your head, jump up and down, wave your arms, grab your plate, run into the kitchen, right? What I just did was I gave them some things to do in rapid succession that were going to be successful because they're really easy. And then the thing that they can do but they don't want to do gets added on, right? That's literally how you use behavioral momentum when you're working with a child with special needs, for example, in order to bring in this new task that you know they can do, they just don't want to. And it's not, you know, it's, it's not a problem for them to do it. They're just resistant, right? So when you're using behavioral momentum for yourself, look for the things that you can be successful. And then here's the next tip I'm going to give you. Celebrate every single win. Everything. Doesn't matter how small it is. What? I remembered to put my gym shoes by the door today. I rock it. I rock it. You know, like whatever it is that you're aiming to do, really celebrate those small wins because your brain is listening to you and your brain is saying, oh, we did that. Yeah, that was really cool. And you get that little hit of dopamine and Ooh, what's the next thing I can do, right? Plus, we are, we are living in crazy times with a planet on fire. So how about we find things to celebrate? We really need things to celebrate right now. And every small success is worthy. So everything you do 
do your little, you know, if you raise your arms up above your head, you know that victory pose? Yes. You will be amazed how different you feel when you do that. So I'm going to say that's a great way to start your day every day before you even look at what are my what are my um, long-term goals? What are my New Year's resolutions? Doesn't matter. Before you even think about that today, arms up over your head and yes, I am on fire today in a really good way. You know, like whatever you want to say, but do that sort of celebration pose, that victory pose. And your brain is going to be sort of, oh, hey, yeah, all right. Something good's going to happen. Something good's happening. So these are ways that you could start yourself off with success, right? And absolutely, people might think you're nuts because you're celebrating every little thing. Invite them to join in. The world will be a happier place with every person that joins you, right? So what are some of the goals that we're typically set at New Year's that are so difficult to keep? Well, you know, the obvious one, losing weight and getting fit, right? People often tie these two together. Well, okay, but they're two different things, first of all. The one is not necessarily going to give you the other. So you can be skinny as anything and think that, oh, that means that I'm, I'm fit and I'm healthy. And no, these are three different things. The one is your size and your weight, and it may or may not be how much fat you have in your body, because there's such a thing as skinny fat, right? It's a term that's used in Singapore a lot, for example. I used to live there, and there are a lot of skinny fat women. That means that they're tiny when you look at them, but if you actually did the body composition and looked at the percentage of fat to muscle ratio, and yes, I used to do this because I owned a small boutique gym. And I would find that the amount of fat, the body fat percentage, was actually surprisingly high and a concern for health in a lot of cases, even though that person looked great. They looked slim, but they were losing muscle mass. They weren't losing fat. And that's a problem because your heart is a muscle. You really don't want to lose muscle mass. It does a lot of good things for you, right? Your legs, the muscles in your legs act as a pump to get the blood and the lymphatics moving. So if, if you are muscle wasting here, you're giving yourself all kinds of health issues, right? So don't assume that somebody who's slim has everything answered. They don't necessarily. That's just one piece of the puzzle, right? And if this is a resolution for you to lose weight, why? What is your why? What is the point? Is it how you look? Is it because somebody told you you should? Is it to fit into a certain size of clothing? You know, like, what is your why? And the more intrinsic, meaning the more that it affects you personally, like, I want to be healthy. I want to have the energy that I need to run after my kids. I want to be able to bend down and pick things up without getting winded. You know, like, what, what is your why? It needs to be something that really you can work towards rather than run away from. Now, that's important. If you're moving away from a pain point, that gets you so far. But if you think of a sort of line going up a hill, right? 
the further up the hill you get, the further away from the pain point you are. So you're doing wonderfully, you're losing weight, you're doing all the things, but the pain point, the thing that motivated you in the first place is getting less obvious. So unless you have something to move towards a goal of how much energy you want to have, or do you want to run a 5K? Do you want to run a 10K? Like what do you want to move towards? That's the thing that's going to give you success here. That's going to pull you towards. The pain point kind of pushes you away. You need the two. You need to move away from one thing and then start moving towards another thing. That might sound a little complex. And if you need or want more work with this, I can absolutely help you. It's something that I do. I'm a precision nutrition level two coach. I've been ACE certified, which is American Council on Exercise, for hmm, 12 years now, I think, in three different certifications. I have lots of stuff I can help you with. So if this is an issue for you and you are serious, you want to have some fitness goals achieved this year, let's make them small, really achievable, celebrate everyone, and also have a plan because that's one of the big things that happens with New Year's resolutions is people have a wish and a want. They don't have a plan, right? And if you fail to plan, then you plan to fail. It's not going to work. That's why we go do this whole thing on repeat. Excuse me, I can't talk today. We do the whole thing on repeat every year. I'm going to do this this year. This is the last time I'm going to da, 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 right? We, we fool ourselves every time. So there are other ways to anchor in these new habits that you want to build. And I just used a keyword there. You have to have something to anchor a new habit to. What are you already doing that you could add on to or work from? If, if you're just trying to throw it in whenever you remember, again, it's not a plan. It's just a wish and a want, and you're not going to get very far. So I invite you to really think about this. Is it really important for you, or are you just saying this because it's New Year, and, hey, I say it every year? If you are serious, I have some ways to help you. I'm going to give you more clues later, but right now we have a break coming up. So don't go away. Stay right here on Inspired Choices Network, and you are listening to Michaela Gaffin-Stone. And we're talking about navigating complicated relationships. See you in a minute. What if your relationships could be a source of delight instead of a source of struggle? In a world where human interactions are anything but straightforward, tuning in to Navigating Complicated Relationships with behavior expert Michaela Gaffin-Stone will offer you insights, tools, and a whole new level of understanding for you to use right now. Listen for Navigating Complicated Relationships with Michaela Gaffin-Stone, Wednesdays at 12 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Mountain, 9 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world 
knowing your voice matters, and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email becomeahost at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is Navigating Complicated Relationships with Michaela Gaffin-Stone. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also send an email to mickey at gaffinstone.com. Now back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. I'm your host, Michaela Gaffin-Stone, and I am a human behavior expert, and I'm bringing my attention this week to New Year's resolutions and also any time of year where you're making a, a statement that you want something, but it might not be a plan. It might be just a wish. So the first step is to be clear about what you want and why you want it. Because when the going gets tough, your why is going to be really important. And I've been giving you some tips. So if you're only just tuning in now, I invite you to go back to the beginning of the podcast because I gave you some great stuff there. And I don't really want to repeat it every segment. Otherwise, you know, we're not going to get any further. But one of the things is you're going to build habits, right? Habits are literally habitual. It's something that you do without thinking about it. It's a behavior that's on repeat. We don't want to have to think about every single behavior we do all day, right? Your mind can only do so much. And if you're going to keep thinking about every single thing, we'd get nothing done, right? So the brain helps you. It gives you habits. It gives you things on automatic that you just don't have to pay attention to. You just do them. So if you really plan to make changes, those changes need to become habits. They need to become something that you simply do. Now, a lot of people will tell you mindset is where it's at, right? But here's the thing with mindset. If you're having a rough day, for whatever reason, doesn't matter. But if you're having a rough day, how easy is it to keep that mindset, that one that you have when everything's easy, right? It isn't. It's nigh on impossible. And it's one of the reasons that people fail is that they think, oh, yeah, well, I just have to have the mindset, you know, and if I'm having a rough day, well, I'm going to power through. Oh, no, that is the energy of force and pressure and willpower. It's a tiny muscle. Don't abuse it, right? It's, it's not the thing that you need to rely on. It's just there when you need it now and then. It's not the thing that's there all the time. So what is there, though, are the habits that you already have. How can you add something to that? I was talking to someone the other day, for example, who wanted to increase their water intake. Now, that is something everybody could do with doing. We typically don't drink enough water. We might drink a lot of other things, but not enough water, right? So if you're a coffee drinker and you want to increase your water, a painless way of doing this, and it needs to be painless, is put a pitcher next to your coffee pot. And if you're going to have it soon, have the pitcher filled with water of whatever temperature you like. A few drops of lemon juice in if you like that. Doesn't matter. The point is have it right next to your coffee pot so that when you go for the coffee, which is already a habit, 
you can then grab the pitcher and get the water, right? And you start to add into the habit that already exists. That is such an easy way for you to be successful. And then celebrate it. Yeah, I remembered to put the picture there. Woo! You know, and if you have a big picture and a glass, then if you're working at your desk, if you're at home or if you're in the office and you're working, you can just have your picture there and keep topping it up. I didn't ask you to stop coffee. I asked you to add in water, right? So this is a way to be successful really easily. Do you want better sleep? Do you want a better clothing size? Clearer skin? Drinking more water will help with all of that. It's really the first step in anybody's health routine is to drink more water. Now, if you can get filtered water, even better. Ideally, not the stuff with chlorine in. That's just, it's nasty. You know, if you could, if you could get clean water that, that doesn't have a, a whole bunch of added chemicals, that would be great. Now, another resolution, um, another thing that people wish for quite often is to eat healthier. Yes, that would be a great idea. Now, eating healthier really requires a plan. And I don't mean eat this food on this day and eat that food on that day. And, you know, you have to weigh everything or measure everything. Oh, way to make eating tough, right? That's not going to last. Can you see yourself still weighing your food in a year's time? Can you see yourself still weighing your food in a month's time? Probably not. It's, you know, counting calories. Ugh, that's a horrible way to do food really in any way, shape or form. It's just really calories. The thing is, you will hear the argument sometimes that a calorie is a calorie. Strictly speaking, that's accurate. Strictly speaking, right? A calorie is a unit of heat. So yes, a calorie is a calorie. However, when it comes to nutrition, now that's not strictly true. A calorie of Coca-Cola, pardon me, Coca-Cola, is not the same as a calorie of avocado, right? When your body receives this, when it gets the avocado, it can say, oh, hey, yeah, I know what to do with this. There's healthy fat and there's vitamins, there's minerals, there's all kinds of things attached to this tiny calorie. I know what to do with it. When it gets the calorie of a soft drink, I don't know what this is, but I don't recognize it as food, right? Your body has not had a lot of time to adjust to things like Coca-Cola, right? Evolutionary speaking. So think of what is edible, meaning a food that you consume, nutrients that you consume, that your body can recognize and work with and build and repair you, right? And then you have things that are non-functional, that are consumable, but I wouldn't really call them edible. And, and that's the junk food products or the, um, the non-functional food products, right? When you've got a lot of chemicals in there, your body doesn't know what to do with that stuff. So guess what it does? Here's a secret for you. And it shouldn't be a secret, but it often is. It stores those chemicals as fat. Your liver can't metabolize everything that you're taking in if you have a high non-functional food diet, right? And if you have to have a product labeled in the supermarket, labeled as food, I'm gonna say that's probably not food. It's a product. It's not the same thing. 
So the first thing to do is get yourself a whole lot of awareness about what you are being sold because food companies don't actually care what you're consuming so long as it doesn't kill you right away, right? And we have a pharmaceutical industry that's going to help maintain you in the ill health that the food industry gives you. So, you know, this is just my opinion, and I kind of have to say that, but, you know, really do the research for yourself. Have a look and see what you think. Have a look over the timelines, the increase in non-functional food consumption, the increase in pharmaceuticals to maintain symptoms, to manage symptoms. They're not getting rid of the problem because the problem is what you're eating, right? So there is a ton of information out there. And armed with that information, you can start to make choices that work better for you. So I'm going to give you a heads up right now and tell you that there is a program. It's called WildFit, and there's a lot of information there. There's a system there. There's a plan. And here's the kicker. There are coaches. I am going to be leading a whole group of people through from January 29th on a 90-day journey of discovery that they are going to be transformed by. And it is long-term. This is a coaching practice that I'm so excited for because it gives you all the pieces you need to be successful. And it's not a diet in that it's not something you go on and then later come off. There isn't a wagon for you to fall off. There's no failure with WildFit. It is literally exploration, learning. When you try a food that comes under the category of non-functional, that's great because guess what you get to do? A whole lot of learning. How did that feel? What did that do for you? Did you get a headache? Was it good? Did it taste as good as you thought it would? There are so many questions. So I am very excited for this. And the other kicker I'm going to tell you right now is that I'm leading it this January for a very special price because I'm a coach in training, even though I'm already certified in many other areas. For WildFit, this is my first cohort. So I'm giving people an absolute deal to get through this in the most wonderful way with the program, with all the learning and with coaching in a small group environment. Now that sounds to me like a recipe for getting that achievement that you're looking for. And it covers a lot of things. It's not just food. It's all sorts of related habits and so on that you do for your health. You know, it's literally behavior change that you are in control of, which is the best kind of behavior change, right? Are you not tired of being manipulated by food companies that tell you, here, eat this, this is better for you. Here, don't eat that. You know, for example, we've been sold a bill of goods on this whole eat low fat food. No, in fact, please don't. Because if you pick up, I'd love you to do this experiment, actually. When you next go into the store, pick up a product, doesn't matter what, but let's say yogurt just for the heck of it. So you pick up a low-fat one, okay? Have a look very carefully at how they worded that. And it probably says one-third of the fat content of our regular brand, right? Okay, cool. Pick the regular one up as well. And then as you're looking at the fat content, you might see a couple of grams different. But 
Here's the interesting part. Have a look at the sugars and see how much more sugar there is in that low-fat variety. It is brutal. Why? Well, think about it this way. Is there a lobby for fat? No. Is there a lobby for sugar? Yes. A very big, powerful lobby for sugar. So guess who gets to be the culprit when you're looking at your food products? Fat does. But hmm, you have to have the flavoring somewhere. So when the fat gets taken out, you can be pretty sure the sugar is put in. And I'd like to give you yet another tip. All of this is just, it's meant to give you the, uh, the impression, the understanding that there's so much more out there that you need to know in order to navigate this crazy landscape we have in the supermarket these days, right? But there are now 257 names of sugar. I have posted it periodically on Facebook. I'll post it again. But think about it. If sugar is not a problem, if sugar is good for you, or it's at least not bad for you, why do people need 257 names for it? Well, when you pick up an item and it has a big, long ingredient list, you've probably got eight different types of sugar in there. So your overall sugar doesn't look that bad. But is it? chances are it's really high, especially if you live in the U.S. The U.S. tends to use a lot more sugar than other countries do. I used to live in Canada, and I noticed whenever I came to the U.S. that bread tasted so much sweeter in the U.S. There's a lot more sugar here. And within two days, I'd be getting a headache because of the amount of sugar. Now, that is food for thought. And we have a break right now, so don't go away. I hope you're making notes and I'll let you know about the Wildfit opportunity again after the break. And if you're interested, please do contact me because I am gathering people as we speak to go into this. And I have a limited number that I can take through. So I will see you in a minute. And we're right here on Inspired Choices Network, navigating some very complicated relationships. What if your relationships could be a source of delight instead of a source of struggle? In a world where human interactions are anything but straightforward, tuning in to Navigating Complicated Relationships with behavior expert Michaela Gaffin-Stone will offer you insights, tools, and a whole new level of understanding for you to use right now. Listen for Navigating Complicated Relationships with Michaela Gaffin-Stone, Wednesdays at 12 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Mountain, 9 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. Inspired Choices Network now has its very own mobile app. Our free app offers live streaming shows along with thousands of podcasts and TV episodes. Our shows cover a wide variety of topics. Whether you're waking up with us, carrying us through the day, and taking us to bed with you, we're always here for you to enjoy. We're easy to find. Just search for Inspired Choices Network in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. This is Navigating Complicated Relationships with Michaela Gaffin-Stone. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also send an email to Mickey at GaffinStone.com. 
Now back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. I'm so glad you're still here. And have I been blowing your mind or what? If I have, then it means there's tons more for me to offer you because I'm just giving you the tip of the iceberg and not iceberg lettuce because that really doesn't contain a whole lot other than water. And you could just drink that. So there's so much information out there that you need to know because the food companies aren't going to tell it to you. They're just going to encourage you to eat their product, right? And there's also, you know, another thing I'd just like to mention is, did you know that the same company that has branches in different countries all over the world will abide by the laws? Of course, they're very law abiding, but they will include chemicals that are known to be bad for you in countries where they are not explicitly banned. So that means that there are certain food dyes that cause kids with ADHD problems and cause behavioral issues in kids. And there are some cancer-causing properties that have been recognized in Europe, for example, and they're not really recognized in the US right now. So your food product in the US is likely to contain them, whereas it will not in Europe because it's been banned. So there's a lot of products there that, you know, I'm I'm not going to take on the food companies here in a big argument. I don't need to. Look it up. Just have a look and see the differences. If this interests you, and I suggest it should interest you because what are you eating that you don't know is in there? There are so many things, and I do post about them on Facebook periodically. There is, you know, uh, Lucky Charms, I think it was, has a product in there, trisodium phosphate. It's circled on my little post about the, on the label for Lucky Charms. There's also a box in the picture next to it where it's sold in some home uh, development stores, you know, like Home Depot kind of thing. And it's the same product you use to clean your walls before you paint them. So you're eating that. You're giving it to your kids. This is something you need to learn about because they're not going to tell you, right? WildFit is this program that is well-established, well-researched. Thousands of people have been through it and have found it to be long-term successful. Now, it is it uses behavior change dynamics and information, all kinds of things that you need, the toolkit that you need to be successful. And I'm bringing my coaching experience into this environment and taking a small group of people up to 20 through the 90-day program, giving extra support, extra help, extra information to make sure that you can be as successful as possible. So if this is interesting to you, I would love for you to contact me. You can find me on Facebook, LinkedIn, um, Instagram, kind of in that order, or email me. You can check out my website. Wildfit's not on there yet, but you can find lots of other things about me on there, and that's gaffinstone.com. So there are so many ways that you can give yourself the best year this year. And by having sort of vague ideas about what you'd like, wishes and wants, that's not going to get you there. But a plan and a plan with support and a tested plan with support, now that is going to get you where you want to be. And I'm inviting you to join me for this 
and it's called Wildfit. So check it out and give me a, a message. You can text message. You can find my email and so on. So just let me know. And let's switch to a different topic for a little bit. Saving money. That can be another common resolution, right, at New Year's. But if you don't have a clear budget or a specific saving goal, then you're going to find that challenging to do. Now, the first thing that people typically say is, well, I don't have any money to save. Okay, given that, where are you wasting money? Where are you spending money that you don't really have to? Do you have subscriptions that you've forgotten about? Do you buy food that you end up throwing away? Ooh, now that's a big one because food waste is a problem on so many levels in an overcrowded planet like this one. So where are you wasting your money, the money that you do have? Do you have habits that don't serve you? Do you smoke? Do you drink more alcohol than would be generally recommended, you know? Like these are places where a lot of money can disappear really fast and you don't even necessarily notice it's going because it's going on an established habit. So if you're wanting to change those habits, there's work to do. But again, if you have somebody who's going to support you, who's in your corner and who has a plan, a behavior plan, then you can achieve this. But just having a will, a wish, and a want isn't going to do it for you. So if you want to plan that, I'm happy to talk with you and help you figure that out. There are ways to do it. So the first thing about saving money is, you know, stop wasting it. Literally look for all the little leaks, those subscriptions that you've forgotten about. You know those things where they say first month is free? Well, that's great for you to be able to try a thing. But what it also does in a great many cases, particularly if the cost is kind of on the low side, is you'll have your first month and then you forget and that subscription renews and then it keeps going. And by the time you've remembered, well, you're well into your subscription, so you'll catch it next time. And then it renews and, oh, wow, I still have this thing, right? So your money's disappearing and you, you're not even aware that it's going. That's the place where you can save your money. Then what do you want to do with it? Do you want to put it into a dedicated bank account? Do you want to put it in a jar? Do you want to save it towards something such as a holiday, um, a spa day? Like, what do you want to do? Have a plan. I cannot emphasize planning enough. It might sound boring, but it really isn't. It's simply figuring out what steps you're going to take to be successful. And being successful is not boring, right? It's what we want and sometimes we don't feel we get enough of. So this whole thing of quitting habits that are unhealthy for you, such as smoking, such as drinking too much or drinking the wrong kinds of liquids for you. So, for example, if you have a heavy soda habit, well, that's not doing good things to your body. If you want to change that, you can. And again, this coaching program that I'm putting people through starting January, and by the way, I'll be doing it with you because, hey, that's the, the, that's the best way to get support is that I'm right in there with you, right? So if you have something that you want to quit, 
that you want to not keep doing because it's simply pulling your health down. And, and you know it is, but, you know, you're kind of telling yourself that you can't fix it. Well, yeah, you can. So I just took that excuse away, right? You can fix it. Let's talk and let's see what we can do together to get you into the best place you've ever been so that you feel younger than you did five years ago and healthier than you did 10 years ago. Let's get you there. It's totally possible. And, you know, if you're also feeling that you want to put on weight, some people do, and let's not forget those people that, they, you know, they doesn't matter what they do, they stay very sort of small and they don't want to be as small as they are for whatever reason, and there might be health issues there too. That person also is going to be encompassed in this plan. So whatever it is you want balance in, you want balance in your health, balance in your energy, balance in your flexibility, your ability to do things, like literally physically do things, this is going to bring you the balance. And that's really what it's all about. And you'll be saving money because you'll be eating the better stuff, doing the better habits and not wasting it on the things that just suck your wallet dry. So there's some tips for you right there. And let's move on to a little more sort of of the, the, the I was going to say human design. I don't know where that came from. Human design helps too, right? I can find where your areas of difficulty or stickiness are and where your areas of ease are so that together we can move through this in an even more easy way, right? Because the more you struggle, the less likely you are to be successful. And, and that's key, right? So let's make this the most fun that it can be. And I'm all about that. So the next thing we're going to look at is reducing stress. And I'll tell you a little bit about that before we get to the break. And then we'll see. I have so many things to get through today. I'm not sure I'm going to get through them all. That often happens, right? So reducing stress. That's a great resolution. It's wonderful. And everybody could do with it. But again, without the specific strategies or coping mechanisms, you're likely to struggle with getting very far with this right, with making lasting changes in your life. So there are many pathways. Earlier on, I mentioned doing the victory pose, you know, arms up over your head and yes, I'm amazing. You do that first thing in the morning when you get up. You'll feel silly at first probably, but it really does signal your brain that, hey, good things are happening. I am on it. It's going well right? And you want to send those signals. Getting up and kind of grumping around isn't setting you up for a good day, is it? So what I do with some people that I work with is I have them get up and dance first thing in the morning. I have one lady who is in her early 80s and living alone and she's feeling very kind of you know, lonely and, and sad and a few other things and, and concern. And among a bunch of other strategies that I won't go into now, one of the first things she does in her day is drink a glass of water and dance. And it doesn't matter what she dances to. And she said just those two things help her to feel so much better first thing in the morning before she even starts her day. So you could try that too. Implement that as a sort of stress reduction technique before your stress even starts to build up through the day. Can you imagine? Well, you don't have to imagine. You can try it, right? So 
why don't you try it? And again, if people are looking at you like you're nuts and asking you, you know, okay, why are you dancing around the house like a, a lunatic? I'm having fun. Why don't you join me? Try it, right? Get them dancing too. And if they don't want to, that's fine. You just dance a bit more, okay? They need you to be less stressed. So all of these things are available for you to try. If you haven't heard the full podcast to date, to this time, then I suggest you go back to the beginning after we finished and listen to the early parts because there's lots of tips in here for you today and lots of ways for you to be successful. Meanwhile, we have another break already. So don't go away. Stay right here on Inspired Choices Network. And you are listening to me, Michaela Gaffin-Stone. We are navigating complicated relationships. I'll see you in a minute. What if your relationships could be a source of delight instead of a source of struggle? In a world where human interactions are anything but straightforward, tuning in to Navigating Complicated Relationships with behavior expert Michaela Gaffin-Stone will offer you insights, tools, and a whole new level of understanding for you to use right now. Listen for Navigating Complicated Relationships with Michaela Gaffin-Stone, Wednesdays at 12 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Mountain, 9 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is Navigating Complicated Relationships with Michaela Gaffin-Stone. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also send an email to Mickey at Gaffinstone.com. Now back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. I'm your host, Michaela Gaffin-Stone, and we are here on the Inspired Choices Network, navigating some very complicated relationships. This episode is all about New Year's resolutions and other times when we make plans, or rather when we don't make plans, but we state wishes and wants of the way we'd like things to change. But you know, if, if you're sitting there and sort of furiously trying to manifest something or, you know, I'm getting my vibration right so that all the good things come to me, that's wonderful. It's, it's great to have a good attitude. However, you still have to get up and go do the thing. You still have to make the plan and you still have to make the changes. So I'm here to be very practical about all of this and say, you know, yes, I want you to be high vibrational, ready to roll, positive thinking, great mindset. That's wonderful. Where's your identity at? I'd like to work on that because think of it. If you're, you have running shoes by the door, right? You did that. You celebrated your success. Yes, I put my running shoes by the door. That's amazing. And you're so pleased with yourself. But it's raining. Ugh. And it's cold. It's windy. It might be snowing, like, ugh, how revolting is that? So what do you do? Do you go for your run or do you save it for later? Well, it depends on how you identify. If you identify to yourself as a runner, right? I'm a runner. It's what I do. I love to run. It's just, it's something I do. Then it doesn't matter if it's raining, snowing or whatever it is. You might kind of mutter about it, but you're going to grab your weather appropriate clothing and you're going to put your running shoes on and you're going to go out there. It's not a decision that you have to make because it's part of your identity. It's who you are. It's what you do. Now, if you want to change that a little bit and look at it from the point of view of somebody who wants to learn to run or they want to be a runner, then 
their shoes are by the door. Celebrate. That's great. Yeah, that's awesome. But it's raining. Yuck. Yeah. Okay. I'll do it tomorrow or I'll save it for later. It's, it's not really speaking to you that much. It's still a decision you have to make. And it's one that you're happy to say no to because the weather's revolting, right? And why would you want to go and be uncomfortable? These are all in your thought processes when it's not part of your identity. But if it's something that you simply do because it's who you are, that doesn't even enter into it, right? It's not a question because it's your identity. It's who you show up as. So if you identify as somebody who's very honest, oh, chances are you're not even going to consider whether you need to lie to somebody or not because you don't do that. It's not part of who you are. If you're somebody who cooks all their food at home and wouldn't dream of eating fast food or non-functional food, okay, then you're going to drive past one of those famous fast food places and not even consider it. It's not even going to register unless you need to use the bathroom, right? Because you don't do that. It's not part of your identity. It's not part of what you do. You're somebody who cooks at home. So if you can think of a few more examples for yourself, you'll see how easy things are when it's in your identity. You've incorporated it into who you are. And the way you do that is by building the habit in the first place, attaching a meaning to it that's simply important to you. It's, it's integral to who you are. And then you attach that new habit to one that's already there. So there, there is a whole process for this. And it takes effort to put those steps into play, but it also takes somebody who knows all these pieces to show them to you and to guide you one by one and just say, okay, we're just going to work on cues right now. Now we're just going to work on the first step of what do you put next to your coffee pot? Excuse me, I'm about to cough. Oh, <clears throat> you know, and, and we build, right? There's no rush. There's no gateposts that you have to run past. It's literally a case of let's build those habits so that they work for you one by one. And we anchor them so that it becomes part of your identity. It's part of how you show up in the world. And it's the identity you want, not that somebody else gave you. If I asked you right now, <clears throat> could you write down some roles that you're in? You know, would you, would you be mother, wife, sister, or brother, father, uncle, that kind of thing. Would you put those roles down? Would, would the first thing you wrote down be your job, for example? Because we often do that in response to a question like, well, who are you? Or what do you do? Tell me about you, right? Somebody says, tell me about you. You're going to give them all these roles that society have given to you. It doesn't mean anything. You have told me nothing if you tell me, well, uh, I'm a computer programmer. Okay, cool. That's great. There are thousands of computer programmers. I don't know anything about you. I know what you do for a living, but I don't know anything about you, the human being. So the identity that you have is deeper than what do you do for a living or 
you know, how many kids you have or don't have, whether you have a partner or not. Like none of these things define you, but they're what we're used to giving to people as information. Doesn't really define you though. So one of the tricks to getting your plans in place, making the changes that you'd love to make is having a plan and building that into your identity. So if you're interested to do that, I invite you to contact me. You can email me, mickey at gaffinstone.com. You can check out my website, gaffinstone.com. You can find me on Facebook. You can find me on Instagram or LinkedIn. I'm really easy to find. There's only one Michaela Gaffinstone, I believe. So message me, email me, and we can start a conversation about how this could look for you and what you would get out of doing this 90-day program with me. And we're going to build a community afterwards from the people who go through this who want to stay together and keep going in with support. So how amazing will that be? I invite you to join me and just send me a message. Let me know what's interesting to you. What, what are the things that you would like to change, add in, take away? How does that look for you? Does human design interest you as one of the tools? Or would you like to work on the program that I've been mentioning, WildFit? Because I'm very happy to coach you. And this is such a unique and amazing opportunity. So, I, you know, it's so exciting. 2024 can be your best year ever. There's no reason why it wouldn't be. There's every reason why it can be. And now is the perfect time. We're starting at the end of this month. So, Think about it, but don't think too long. Send me a message and we'll see what we can do for you to get you where you'd like to be. How amazing is that? Now, have you all been taking notes? I hope so. If you haven't, I invite you to go back to the beginning of the podcast. Listen for those tips because I've been throwing gold at you left, right and center today as I try to do, right? Because it should be valuable for you when you're giving me your time. And I don't want to just yell into the void, right? I want to give you some value too. So tune in next week. I have a special guest and she is amazing. Not going to give you any more heads up right now, but next week's special guest will rock your socks. I'll see you then. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to the Navigating Complicated Relationship Show. Makayla returns Wednesdays at 12 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Mountain, 9 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Until then, remember every relationship is a journey. And with the right tools, you can create stronger, more fulfilling connections.